gentlemen, boys and girls, it has finally happened. And you're going to hear the news for the first time right here on the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. And the news that I'm referring about is Herman, no middle name Edwards, <laughs> Junior, is <laughs> relinquishing his job as the Arizona State head football coach. He was the head football coach from 2018 to now, Sean Aguano, the running backs coach, is reportedly the interim coach. He'll be taking over for the remainder of the season. Ray Anderson will be holding a press conference at 3.30. Um, we're working to get people there now. Um, we'll have updates for you guys on social media. Obviously, a lot hangs in the balance with with that whole press conference in the future of Arizona State. But Shane, I'll start with you. It, it's done. The Herm train has officially made its last stop. It's derailed. The Herm train is has derailed. No, I feel before. like the Herm tra- train has been derailed for a while. Yeah, it's been picked up and moved to a scrapyard. Yeah. Um, well, look, this is this is fitting because the Iguano thing, because last year I remember talking about this in this position before you guys were here about who was going to replace Herm Edwards before it was it was revealed that he was coming back, mm-hmm. um, and it was Iguano is is what our consensus was on the show. Uh, it's good to have him. You know, he's been here for a while. Uh, the players definitely seem to resonate with him. And yeah, but in terms of the firing itself, like what we heard last night in the post game show from Engada, what we heard last night in the presser from Emory Jones about not being prepared and not having energy or a good week of practice, they they deflected and blamed the players to some extent. Yeah, they never outright said this was completely our, our fault. It just felt like something was off, and that's why I refer yeah. to it as a game seven collapse, like the Suns did. Because it felt like that something was weird that wasn't like I th- I think they just had enough of the shit and 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 this is this is where it got Herm and it's it, it's over now so I know there's a lot of cries on Twitter of happiness reasonably so <laughs> I think this team's gonna be a lot more fun to watch and I think the players are gonna start to have a lot more fun and yeah. a newfound life this is not gonna be like the Scott Frost situation where the coach leaves but the players that are bad are still there the coach left and the players are actually good here yeah yeah I mean. This is what we've been waiting for, right? It's exactly what we talked about last night. Now we'll have the answer to that. I think the big question is like, how much was it? How much of it was it? How much of it was actually Herm, right? Like, um, because one of the things I said last night is like, maybe they weren't locked in because they've lost faith in Herm and his process, and so. But was all, there a process? Well, I mean, sure. I don't know, but they lost faith in Herm and whatever mm-hmm. they were they were trying to do. Um, and now we'll know if it was Herm holding back the play calling and all of that kind of stuff. If it was Herm holding back these players, um, which I think at least to a large extent, maybe not entirely, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we know. I, it, it sucks. I mean, like, like, obviously, I guess I'm happy, right? Because I think this is good for the program. Not a situation I want to be in. Like, I don't think anyone should be happy that, like, oh, now we don't have a football coach. Yeah. Like, but... Um, it's better than what it was yesterday. It just had to happen. Um, yeah. I, I do want to address a comment from uh, Drew in the chat. What coach would want the job with the NCAA investigation looming and the future of the conference in doubt? There are some unappealing factors, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like the investigation is going to be a lot lighter of a punishment now that basically the whole staff that was involved is gone. Yeah. We've heard this, especially with the NIL stuff that came during the fact of the investigation. Like, It's going to be a lot less, I feel like. Um, it's just my opinion. It might not be, but I also feel like that's not going to deter a coach to come here. And somebody else in the chat said, Urban follows dollars. All coaches follow dollars. Yeah. If, if Ray wants to make a good hire, he's got to pay up for it. And we have no idea how much Herm leaving now is going to impact the sanctions as well, right? Because yep. we talked about if an article. All. Yeah, we. I mean, we talked about an article that had been written, I believe it was about both ASU and Tennessee, of how these two schools can almost avoid severe penalty. Um, And a lot of it has to do with cleaning house for the people that were involved with the investigation. Herm was really, from our knowledge, the last piece of that puzzle. All of the other coaches had either been fired or left or whatever, and Herm was the big question mark of like, okay, well, how are you going to remove all the assistants, but your head coach is still here? Now that's gone. So obviously time will tell to see how that impacts the sanctions and what the NCAA is going to decide. But there's still football to be played. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot 
of big time opponents that the Sun Devils have to take on, starting with Utah and Cameron Rising. Then you've got Caleb Williams in USC, and then you've got Washington. Like, this is not going to be like a quick turnaround that Sean Aguano's got. And it's like, okay, well, you know, we got Eastern Michigan. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. Like, yeah. It's going to be tough. There's no get-right game. That's but for damn sure. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm any less confident. If anything, I'm more confident. I'm 100% more Utah confident. Game because at the very least, and I know I kind of said that Nebraska might get this, and they did get embarrassed, but they are playing a very good Oklahoma team. They did play a very good Oklahoma team. Like, um, you get that that interim coach bump that you see in a lot of, yeah. in a lot of pro and college football. Um, plus, I think Aguano is a guy that we've heard a lot that the players really like and respect and – Someone that they hopefully will want to play for, and we'll get them locked in. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know about a buyout yet. I mean, uh, uh, he is still owed, I believe, four point eight million dollars. Yeah, and be- but go ahead. If the violations are found, I don't know if he's owed that. I think you might have to pay. Yeah, which is insane. Um, don't know what what the logistics are there, but. Right now, he's owed 4.83, I believe. Yeah, and I think, and again, more details will come out. I'm sure Ray will be asked that at the press conference. I doubt he'll give you a straight answer. Um, However, because this was a mutual decision, which is the school is calling it a mutual agreement, I imagine that conversation has already been had. Yeah. Um, Whether it be a buyout or, look, if I'm Ray and I'm in that conversation with Herm, right, and it's like, okay, like a mutual decision, Whatever, you can make that for what you will. Obviously, we know the history between Ray and Herm. I feel like it would be an even worse look if after the whole thing, Herm is like, hey, man, you still owe me. You still owe me like $4 million. Like, if I'm Ray in that situation, I'm like, bro, go watch the tape from yesterday. Um, Go look at all the headlines in Tempe for the last couple of years. We really don't want to... We we don't want to pay you anything, and they don't really uh, like. I feel like they don't owe him anything now. Contractually, they probably do owe him something. Um, again, we'll see what, what Ray has to say. What is with the wording, though? Do we know if they? You know what I'm saying? Like in terms of the it, decision, technically a fire, or did he? No, it was per the university. So it was they, a mutual agreement. So do they owe him anything? Contractually, probably. Contractually, not no, because he but, relinquished his job. In order, but like we were saying, I feel like there's probably some backdoor conversation. Yeah, 100%. Right, right, being like, we'll, we'll give you, like, the respect, I guess, of... It's probably, uh, yeah. Uh, hey, Ron, deal. Ron, you ever heard of Leon Marchand? Get out of here. Okay. Have you ever heard of triathlon? Okay. Bruh. Three-time okay. defending world champion, wow. national champions. Um, Five-time defending national champions? Yeah. Hey, go Grant House. Hey, if, if you're just tuning in, again, we're live here. Normally, we're not live on Sundays. Uh, but breaking news out of Tempe, Herm Edwards relinquishing his job as the Arizona State head football coach after a handful of seasons starting back in 2018. Guys, obviously this comes on the heels of ASU's 30-21 to loss to Eastern Michigan yesterday. This is the fourth year in Herm Edwards' tenure where they have dropped a non-conference game at home. Um, One of those things is not like the other, though. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday was a little more than dropping a non-conference game at home but so Sean Aguano obviously the interim coach moving forward what would you like that first conversation for Aguano to the players to be because obviously it's it, it's a weird transition right because we're just wrapping up week three right this team just got owned at home by a MAC team like, what does Iguano need to say in that locker room? Or is it almost like, do you think the guys are like, okay, Herm's gone? Like, I think it's an exhale. You think? A collective exhale from, from the locker room. I, I just think that everybody kind of saw through it at this point. I think we knew what we were going to get. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like at this, there's a little, like, after losing yesterday, obviously they don't want that. But after losing and then Herm getting fired like there's no pressure on this team anymore really like I don't the, the expectations are on the floor at this point I think mm-hmm. and now you don't have a, a a head coach like I've got an interim head coach obviously but like I don't think like they're probably just like all right let's what they've been doing all summer let's block out the noise and lock in and just do what we have to do I mean, yeah. Aguano's going to be trying hard because he probably wants to keep the job yeah right uh, or if if anything it's a tryout for Every all the other potential head coaching jobs that'll eventually yeah, that's come true. true. Mind you, Sean Aguano is just 
a handful of years removed from being the head football coach at Chandler High School, mm-hmm. right? Like, within a handful of seasons, this man went from a top-tier high school football coach to now an interim coach, Division One football. Power five. Like, <laughs> that's big. I, I do want to address Drew's question. What are the odds we see Ray Anderson fired before we hire the next football coach? I'm going to say 0. 0.01. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this was... Uh, this is probably her trying to, or Ray trying to keep his job. Yeah, I don't think Ray... I think if... Ray were going to get fired, we wouldn't have gotten an update that Ray would be holding a presser. We would have gotten an update that Michael Crow yeah. would be I holding mean, a presser. I don't think we're going to get a head football coach until the offseason. Like, yeah, you don't you don't bring in, especially, and, and I, it probably depends on who they're looking at, too. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, maybe, maybe once just you get the fantasy draft. Maybe once <laughs> you get the bowl season or something like that. Yeah. Just, that's, once you get the bowl season, they should just right. go hire Eastern Michigan's coach. Been there for what, 26 years or whatever just, it was? Just, no, he's been a head coach for 25 oh, years. Okay. Yeah. But maybe still, it was there. Just be think. like, hey, don't get on that flight. Come back. Yeah. We'll take you. We'll take you. Do you want to address the Meyer in the room? Let's do it. Yeah. Oh God! Urban Meyer's not getting hired here. <laughs> Let's be real. I see it. So, I've seen it so much in the chat, and I know we've kind of stoked the flames a little bit because we had been joking about it for the last three months. Is there a barstool emoji? Do you know? Probably not. No. <laughs> okay. really well, if there is, if there's a barstool emoji, if you think Urban Meyer is going to come here, drop the barstool emoji uh, in the chat. I don't think there is a barstool. Emoji. Drop the chair emoji. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. No, like Urban Meyer. That's probably a pipe dream. Um, despite is it a dream? I think I think recruiting wise, yeah, probably. And again, it's oh, college PH football. Sports dropped the chair. <laughs> that was me. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, I think it's a pipe dream in terms of recruiting wise, but there are a lot of options out there, right? Like I know Luke Fickle's name has been yeah. brought up, which I think that would also be. A I'm already dream hearing hire. Scott Frost, and I want to throw up. Don't say Scott Frost. No, why would you do that? Like that's such a, that's such a lateral move. Yeah. No. Um. Don't. Look. Urban, as fun as it would be from a football perspective, because I feel like, you know, getting recruits and such, it is not what you want when you're trying to deflect noise onto yeah. a program. That man is a megaphone. It would not work. Go hire Jetfish. <laughs> Just empty the fucking bank. That would but be yeah, absolutely no. crazy. I, I mean, honestly, like um, Joe said in the chat, like hiring App State Sean Clark. Love it. Great name. Um, but I mean, I would I, I if it's not going to be a guano. Um, I would like, I'd like a splash move would be cool, I guess. Like if you got a guy like Urban Meyer or Brian Kelly decided to rule again, he just lost again today. Um, 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 you're not the only person that said that. Cliff Kingsbury, when he gets fired after this team starts 0-7, 20 to nothing. Yeah. I live bet them to lose by 19 and a half points. Um, but Jeff Fisher, honestly, like. I was thinking about this on the way here. If Cliff Kingsbury were to get fired in the middle of the season because his team just went completely downhill, be like, hey, you don't even got to sell your house. Let's go get Marcus Freeman. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to hey, happen. Dino Babers from Syracuse. That's actually a terrible idea. He's not, <laughs> not really a good coach. Um, but Marcus I don't know. Freeman. There's this. Hey, go Devils. Hey, Ed Ogeron. Hey, hear me out, though. Hear me out, though. <laughs> he, was, he, was wearing, he was wearing a Miami polo the other yeah, day. Yeah, but he's been wearing polos for all sorts of universities. I know. Now, he's going to hey, be at this if Utah If I'm game Ray, I make ASU that call. Polo. I mean, it, I mean, it's worth just He's a national championship I mean, winning coach. He's not a perfect person either. If yeah. Is anybody? To Brian Flores is interesting, but again, that's another one where even though he's probably in the— Probably in the right. Like I don't think that's the attention the university would want. Can we can we grab a piece of Mike McDaniel's hair and clone him? Yo, true. My God, the Dolphins are good today. Um, Craig in the chat bringing up a very sad point. This isn't just ASU related, but consider the state of football in Arizona. The greatest cause for celebration this week is a Power Five team eking out a home win versus an elite FCS team. Let that sink in. I think no. I think the other way. Um, the greatest cause for celebration this week is a Power Five team firing their head coach. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you got to think Jackson. about you you bring up the Hugh Jackson point and for some reason this just makes me just think of the assistants that are currently on ASU's roster like how many of them have connections to Herm and Ray. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like this conversation that Ray had with Herm it goes beyond just Herm relinquishing the role, right? Like Marvin Lewis who was um a special advisor, got Brian Billick, a special advisor, like these are now guys who have had long relationships with Herm. Like, I would love to get their take of like, did they, did they want this? Matt Entz, that'd yeah. be interesting. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. 69 people watching, by the way. Hit that like button. Nice. 69. Nice. nice. Love it. Uh, let's go over. I mean, I know we're already kind of moving on to the future because I feel like there's a lot of people that have been ready to move on from Herm as the head coach in Tempe for a while now. Uh, but just taking a look back at some of the seasons that he had under, you know, under Ray as the athletic director and as a Sun Devil head coach. Back in 2018, the team went 7-6. and six. Um, Obviously, it was a strange hire then after the whole Todd Graham debacle with Graham and ASU winning the Territorial Cup and then Graham getting canned the next day. Um, so you've got that year. 2019, team goes 8-5. and five. Obviously, the 2020 season was 2-2 two and two with the whole COVID situation. Uh, 2021, 8 oh, and 5. All I think of about that season is USC's onside kick. Oh my God, I wanted it to die. But this team, and then obviously <laughs> 1 and 2, 1 and 2 right now. Um, this is a team that, like, I just feel like it was so average. You, you want to hear something funny? Um, there was an article that came out after the predictions of the Pac 12, or maybe it was after NAU that went over NAU. It was, it was early in the season or before the season even started this year. Greg Moore of the Arizona Republic. The opening line is, you don't want smoke with Sparky. Not this year. Arizona State coach Herm Edwards looks like he's got everybody right where he wants them. Preseason predictions putting the team toward the bottom of the Pac-12. Yeah. They are who we thought they were. Well. Herm is who we thought he was. Yeah. If Herm wanted to get fired, he did have it right where he I just, them. there's so much to be confused about, bro. Like, this like, I just don't understand the logic from the administration's perspective. Like, if you're going to fire the guy week three, this makes me believe that it was so much, like, that loss to Eastern Michigan was the purpose, was the real reason, right? Because if you're going to fire him for everything that he's done in the past, then he shouldn't have been the head coach to go into the season. Yeah, Like, that's just how much weight the administration put on that Eastern Michigan loss yesterday. Like, I think everybody saw it, and if you haven't seen the video of Herm post-game, talking with Ray, talking with Michael Crow. Like, there's clear disappointment. Yeah, and they do that face. after every game, yeah. but that was not a good one. No. Um, I see Jamie Chadwell being mentioned. You talk about an offensive coach, Coastal Carolina play caller and head coach. That would be fun. Please stop saying Scott Frost. It's making me scared. <laughs> Let us know in the chat if you guys would prefer an offensive-minded head coach or a defensive-minded head coach. Sean, I'll start with you. Out of those two, obviously, the ASU offense has this looked... This is not a question. The ASU offense has looked just lethargic. Yeah. You can't season. win in football with a defensive coach now. You just yeah. can't. No, I am definitely on the offensive side. I'm very interested to see. Because, like, I, like right now in ASU situation, like, I'm hoping Aguano's just like, hey, Donnie, just go go be Donnie. And just go be Donnie. Go, go crazy. Go be aggressive like you want to be. And then the offense can be fun. Like, yeah, I feel you got to have an offensive minded coach, especially if you're hiring a coach like Herm, who is definitely the kind of guy who seems like he wants to have his hands on everything. Yeah. Okay. Like, I want an offensive coach if he's going to have his hands on everything. People are people are coach. saying Saban, Kirby Smart. This isn't the SEC. Those are the some of the best coaches of all time. Yeah. You don't just pull those out. You of would the have to. Ray would have to be relinquishing uh, other sports no, to be no, able to no, pay no, no. those They're guys. They're not saying hired. They're saying those are defensive coaches that win. Yes, of yeah, course they true. are. But they're all-time great coaches. Defense does win championships, but that doesn't win you football games in the Pac-12 now. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't know, man. Like, this is the beginning of a new era in Tempe, right? Obviously, Sean Aguano is going to be coaching for that head coaching gig permanently. It's something that he wants, or like I mentioned to you guys earlier, it's a tryout. Um, I feel like Ransom in the chat hey, just slapping just the floor going, defense! Defense! Let's <laughs> um, go get Tom Herman. I don't, no one, Herman? Yeah. No uh, there, another, no. No <laughs> motherfuckers named Herman need to be working in Tempe ever. I don't care if it's just ASU, just all of Tempe. Uh, but no, it is a new era, right? Now, there is a lot of question marks, but Shane, you've you've kind of been the proponent of this since basketball season ended with football of just like, it's the unknown. We have no idea, and that's kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. You are at the peak now of the unknown. This is exciting. <laughs> okay. Look, like, I, losing last night wasn't fun for ASU fans. Yeah. But it was exciting. I bet. <laughs> I wasn't excited per se, but it was better than, well, okay. It was more exciting than winning 40 to 3. I'll really? Yes. 100%. The, not during the game, after the fact? You kidding me? 
you know what we did? Oh, we would have done. We would have done a post game show. Yeah. Would have hung out. Would have talked. <laughs> Herm would have been the head coach. You know what happened? I'm excited. I fl- I respectfully drove the speed limit flying on the interstate getting down here. Super I, 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 excited. We have fucking cops watching the show. I didn't go the speed limit. I was <laughs> flying. I was uh, safely, but I was flying. Juiced. Yeah, you juiced. got here from the West Valley quick. I did. Got here before I got here. That's and crazy. That new Carvana car. Yeah, That's crazy. New Carvana car. You know the vibes. Shout out the Mitsubishi. Okay. Shout out David Carr. Okay. Shout out David Carr. Shout out Derek. Um, Carr. With this roster now, obviously the season win total was hovering around what six and a half, five and a half at the start of the season. They lose obviously to Eastern Michigan. They drop the Oklahoma State game. This is a one and two team. You still got a lot of talented players: Emory Jones, Xavier Valade, Elijah Badger. You look at the defense: Kyle Soley, Jordan Clark, Merlin Robertson. Does your opinion on the win total change now that you have Iguano as the interim coach? Well, it changed after last night because that was a yeah. free win. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't think it changes anything. Like, I, I, I don't think it's better or worse. It's just. It is what it is. We will see. We don't know what this team's going to look like. See, what I want to know is if we what the players are feeling or what we think the players are feeling. Like, are they actually breathing a sigh of relief? I, I can't wait to hear Ngata's thoughts on yeah. this. I can't wait to hear what that is like you know changing coaches this is one of the craziest experiences that guys like emory have been a part of yeah like, i mean he didn't think he, I'm sure he didn't really think of this as a possibility when he signed on like because yeah, you wouldn't sign on if that was a possibility yeah uh but I'm, I'm sure again he's glad that an offensive guy is in charge now but um yeah i just want to see this team just kind of go in and be like fuck it we ball just have let's just run Tri- like just yeah. speed options and I just bomb don't it down the field. I want to see another huddle. I just I don't, don't ever want to see this team huddle. Well, that's, I, see, I, I that's like one thing that I don't think is going to change. I like the huddle. I don't have a problem with it. As long as you're, as long as you're commanding the game. Yeah, you need to be flexible, right? Like there was times like yesterday after Herm was like, "We were trying to go fast. It might not have looked like it." What the fuck does that mean? You like we can see you. Like we're trying to go fast, but it doesn't look like it. It's like we're trying to go fast, but we're also taking our time and running 20 seconds off the clock for no reason. Yeah, that what does that mean? The craziest things I've ever heard. Like, Ross, to answer your question, no, the press conference will not be streamed. I need them to go out and be like, listen, we're going to we're gonna play our game still, but also if we're down and there's two minutes left in the se- in the first half and we have a chance to put points on the board, you know what? Well, maybe we might abandon the huddle and, ru- and run hurry up because we need to to be successful. Like... I just hope that Iguano comes in here with the mindset of like, listen, this is my team now. We're going to do things a little differently. Not so differently that it's like we're starting from scratch, but like we're going to be adventurous and and try and use our players' skill sets. I love Jose in the chat just watching the Cardinals game. Greg Dorch, oh yeah, first down. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. Ask, Hell yeah, brother. I'm going to ask you guys this and let me know in the chat what you guys think. But Berkovici, right? He's an offensive assistant with the Arizona Cardinals, correct? Yeah. How would you guys feel? No. Not no? gonna matter because Cliff because Cliff Kingsbury is coming here when he gets fired in the middle of the season. How would you guys feel realistically at the end of the season if they went that route with an ASU alum bringing in a guy who's somewhat professional experience? It would be cool to have an ASU alum, like to have a guy that bleeds maroon and gold, but otherwise I don't really know. I, I, I I'm he had joking a great about throw. it. He had one really good Hail Mary. <laughs> he, he's a good dude and he he's 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 good at what he does but when you have it's it's open season right now you can go get who you want i don't want a small he has relations to the school this guy played here you know he 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 has connections with our ad i don't want that go get a big name go get somebody that's gonna win you football games don't get somebody that you just straight out Want because you trust him. I'm. I was half joking about this, but I'm. The more I think about it, the more serious I am, and I'm going to say it a little louder because the Cardinals people are here. If Cliff Kingsbury oh <laughs> were to get fired in the middle of the season, would that not be an amazing hire? Like, well, why not? I think it would be an as amazing a college hire, football coach that would be electric. in the middle of the season or no. Like I'm saying, if he were to get fired in the middle of the, uh, of the Cardinal season okay. at the end of the season, they hire Cliff. Fantastic, right? Yeah, <laughs> but not be elite. There's no way that happens. I listen. If this team starts zero and seven, they might have to. You think? I mean, you can't. If this team fails horribly, the Cardinals team fails horribly with the expectations they have. I mean. Okay. Now, this is, I don't want to call it a stupid question because I know exactly the answer. But take away the investigation. Okay. Let's pretend it no, didn't happen. No. Take, take it away. No, it, nothing it away. matters. You lose to Eastern Michigan after no, the no. No, no, no. 
where because it felt like this Herm, it, it was from the start to finish, it was doomed, right? Like there was you know a couple wins here or there where you're like okay, like this team maybe Herm's got it together. You look at that Oregon win a few years ago, that was a great win. You look at the Michigan State win on the road a few years ago, great win. But it always felt like this thing was just destined to fail from the start. Like where did it actually go wrong outside of the glaring NCAA investigation? You have to adapt with the times, man. You have yeah. to adapt when things don't work. This is the same type of offense we've seen the past four years. Yeah. Like nothing has changed. The man doesn't adapt, not only on the field, but also in terms of the college football landscape, whether that be Herm or Ray or Michael Crow, it doesn't matter. This team never adapted. It took them so long to even start thinking about NIL things. And then by the time it was too late, you lost players and somebody else took over and is now helping that. They just didn't adapt. Adaptability is the biggest thing in college football right now. It's an ever-changing landscape. Conferences are dying. You have to figure something out that will work. And Herm was just too stubborn to do so. Yeah, no, I'm right there. That's why I'm not like necessarily completely on like the big name train because I, I don't want... Unless you're getting fucking Nick Saban, who has well, proven that he is like getting adapt with the times yeah. and relates to his players, like I would rather a thirty-some-year-old coach that the but, players like. But when I said don't go get what, what I was talking about, big name like Jose, I'm not. Herm was a big name, but he was also a guy that was friends with our athletic director. Yeah, ASU's athletic yeah, yeah, director. Yeah. That's not what I want. I want somebody that fits with the program. Yeah. Go get somebody that you know will change. You got Herm because you know it, they were friends, and and you know they, yeah, you you thought it could be a fit, but there was no clear scheme idea or anything it was just herm edwards because of ray anderson it was herm edwards because he coached in the nfl yeah. well he wasn't even a good nfl coach no. that's what irritated me is like oh my god he's got nfl coaching experience he wasn't good sometimes my the chat makes me laugh so hard like when i can in the chat just being brutally honest just saw the news <laughs> do you think we could get uh plumber out of the mountains of colorado with his mushrooms and come down here to coach <laughs> football hmm. i mean we could probably get look i feel like arizona state I know the looming sanctions or whatever from the investigation are still TBD, and we don't really know what that's going to look like in terms of how it's going to impact recruiting or just the program in general. But like Arizona State, we talked about it last night, has talented players, not only now, but for the future, right? Like we talked about Israel Carter being at the game last night. Like we've seen players in the past, like Jaden Daniels, we've seen Ricky Persall. There are a hell of a lot of players that have come through Arizona State that are talented, that have gone on to play in the National Football League. That's got to be worth something, right? Like ASU and Arizona in general has talented players that want to come play for ASU. Um, if Trey McBride scores a touchdown here, I get a lot of money. Jose. Jose still live. Just live tweeting the yeah. Cardinals? Um but yeah, I mean, it means something. Like, but it ultimately winning means more. Like, I don't. It's cool that I'm guys, saying in terms of this being an attractive head coaching job. Oh yeah, but I think Herm is a large part of that. Like, it was clear that this team made an effort, an emphasis, part of running the pro style offense, stuff like that. Like, to make these guys attractive draft or just like NFL roster candidates, which is not conducive to winning. I don't really think getting guys to the draft makes this job any more attractive because I, I think I don't the coaches wants to win i think it shows you that there that there it was talent that wasn't used to its full potential here though but yeah that's fair but yeah I, I, I like going into a nfl factory for players isn't like like you want to continue that tradition but it's not a selling point i don't think yeah. you don't think so no because i think the current state of the team is there yeah and i mean that can change what have you done for me lately like, yeah i don't know i mean it's cool but I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it does a whole lot. So where so, does Herm go from here? ESPN. Obviously, ESPN. you think yeah. he goes back to ESPN? ESPN, though. or I said this before the show with Ryan Clark. Do you think anybody takes a chance? Jordan Clark's dad, a high school, which would be Herm awesome. would be an amazing high school. Yeah, football he would coach, be. Which I like. I'm not saying it's like a dig at him. Like I, I could totally see him being a super successful. He is a high good human being. He is a good human being, and he's like I think a motivator of men, which can get you a long way in high school. I think, especially when you have like kind of raw talent. And, kids who might not have the priorities right like mm -hmm. he i think he could he could be successful in that role and that's one thing i think is lost in here and why i'm so hesitant to just be you know so angry about this is herm is a great guy yeah he really yeah. is he's a really good dude the fit didn't work but aaron's got it right we can we got four seats here it's one's off screen but we could <laughs> herm wants to join the show yeah but but like th that's just something that like i think gets lost sometimes especially in sports like college athletes we've had this conversation before it's really lame to root against 
root for college athletes to fail. Um, but for those who did, congratulations. You got your wish, and Herm Edwards is now not the coach anymore. Hopefully it doesn't impact this team too much, and I'm glad it happened during the year so this team has a chance to succeed. But let's not let's not make it out to be Herm Edwards is a bad person and yeah. no, I don't, yeah. to slander him for – well, not slander because he was a bad coach, but be nice. He's a good man. Yeah, and I think it, despite everything that went on, I think he genuinely wanted – obviously he wanted to win, right? Like he didn't come here wanting this program to be shit. He didn't come here wanting to lose. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it's kind of like what you said. It just was a bad fit. Mm-hmm. And I think from day one, people saw through it. I think people called BS the moment that the hire was made because, hey, we're going to bring a guy in, Herm Edwards, who A, hasn't coached football in a long time, hasn't played football in a long time. When he did so, he wasn't really great at either. Um, and he's been sitting on the desk at ESPN for a while. Like, the the, the model just never worked, man. It never worked. The pro-style model did not work in Tempe. The NFL factory that Ray has been preaching about for years now, not really a thing when you're getting guys going as early in just like hey, the third round, fourth round, and I then undrafted. Say, they had more people get drafted than Texas, and Texas is supposed to be that program. Yeah, you I can't. Mean, I, you, NFL but. factory is like, I think of Ohio State. Of Alabama, Georgia. I mean, yeah. That's a factory. Well, that's this a factory is more like a aspect. small a mom and pop too. shop. That, hey, support local businesses. Okay. Like Coldstone. You can support local business, but Coldstone. Like, yeah, didn't Dorch or somebody on the Cardinals say that there was a local business? Oh, did that? Mom and pop shop. Coldstone? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. It's not a mom and pop shop. It's, okay. It's a chain. Doesn't the governor of Arizona, didn't he run it? Ducey? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Went to Ducey's house when I was in high school for a party once. Really? Not he didn't throw a party that his kids did. Yes. Yeah. I figured that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy like, if the PH and X PH and X Sun Devils just got the governor impeached for <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Again, if you're just tuning in, Herm Edwards relinquishing his role as the Arizona State head football coach. We get to hear um, what's good in seven minutes. Hold up. I'm seconds. not gonna I'm not gonna allow this. Ryan Cl- Jordan Clark is a good football player. He like is he is an player. active contributor. How I understand feel about the Chad two? Johnson. That's sad, uh, but Jordan Clark is a, is an active contributor to this. There's also nothing team. that proves that Chad Johnson can't succeed here. Yeah, he, he just hasn't get an opportunity. I mean, yeah, he which hasn't. I know that's not what the show is about. But that tweet that he sent oh, last night saying "Wish I could help," that hurt. Well, maybe he can. Uh, maybe he can now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like maybe maybe he can. Like it, that's what I, that's my hope from all of this is that Aguano goes out there with the the mindset that's like we have nothing to lose let's just tr- let's just do it let's just go out there and play football and have fun and try play to win give people opportunities um and just not even play to win the game like yeah obviously you want to play to win the game but like play to play football like go don't go out there with all, all this pressure like oh herb's gone now we got to pr-. like just Go out there and everyone's got to do their jobs and go on there with an open mindset and, and some creativity. Yeah. That's really what I want to see is creativity. Um, and then, hey, you never know what happens. Well, we're a few minutes away from Ray Anderson's press conference getting underway. We'll have people there um, giving us some updates, giving you guys updates on social media. We can also, I think we, we could talk a little longer. Maybe we can. Yeah, no, no. I definitely want to. I, st- I still want to. Um, I'm curious, though, what would you like? Like, what do you need to hear from Ray today? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I you made want an a apology? You want an apology? Maybe. I mean, that's. I think that's what Sun Devil fans want. I, I don't. Know. I don't think an apology would make ASU fans happy. Like, I just anything that I think that he could say that would make me feel good. I know is something that would never come out of his mouth at a press conference. Like, we're gonna go in a different direction with our next hire and. We're going to start embracing NIL, and we're going to get a young, offensive-minded coach who is going to make this an interesting program. True, in the chat. What do I need to hear from Ram leaving, too? Yeah, like, (laughs) I I don't know. Maybe that Michael Crow has been locking me in his basement for the last however many years, making me do whatever he wants, and he's finally let me free, so I'll have more control over this program, and we can actually do some things now. Yeah, some tweets coming in from former Sun Devils. Um, Jalen Strong tweeting. Well, he quote tweeted Simone. Yeah, so Simone tweeted, now we rebuild. And Jalen Strong quote retweeted and said, Ray got a slide too. And Simone responded underneath it and said, agreed. 
Um, I did reach out to Simone today. Obviously, he couldn't hop on last minute, but mm-hmm. he said he w- would be available um, earlier, early this week. So, I would love that. That would be Eric Bieniemy. Would be dude. I, I can't how he it. doesn't have a head coaching I was just job about to say is unbelievable. But I, I, he, he's going to get paid in the NFL. I don't think it's yeah. realistic. Yeah, I think this hey, would be a downgrade. What is um, <laughs> Sean Payton doing? Do you think he has any coach? In, in I heard that yesterday. Isn't he on Fox? Football? I heard that yesterday. He well, is, and, he, he, and it looks like he has veneers. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. His teeth are white. Hey. I think he could have some fun in Tempe. I mean, it would be interesting. I don't really know if he has any interest in going, but like he obviously needed a break from the NFL. Maybe college is a. Hey, you never. You Bill know, O'Brien. Know. I don't want anything to do with. Bill I'm O'Brien. cool with anybody that's in Alabama. Yeah, I guess, but also I don't want anything to do with Bill O'Brien. Texas, what happened in Texas just ruined everything for me. It's kind of the same with Urban Meyer. Like if if Urban Meyer had never had the the Jacksonville experiment experiment. I would have a much higher thought, uh, like opinion on him than I do now. Just as a football coach, not as a human yes, being. Yes, yeah. Urban Meyer, horrible human being, great football coach. Um, unless he's, unless uh, it's a professional yeah. football team. Sean Payton probably will be in Dallas. Hey, let's go get Mike McCarthy then. Oh, can we stop taking people's leftovers? I feel like that's what that's, ASU does. Okay, I mean that's how coaching works, though. Everyone's a leftover. Not necessarily. Damn near everyone's a leftover. Well, I, I do love a good offensive coordinator hire as a head coach. I.e. Mike McDaniel, the goat. I mean, okay. I, we, we, I mean, we've talked about this, but like, or we didn't really talk about this, I guess. Like, can Tua retire and be the head coach? Hey, why not? <laughs> but like, Aguano just keeping the job. That is a possibility. Because, like, I mean, you talked about like whether or not this job would be attractive. Like, it's, I'm sure it's attractive to him, regardless of what's going on with the program. Such a great story, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I mean, literally anyone that's talked about him. Only has high opinions of him. Jose is just airing out his grievances here. Marco <laughs> Wilson is terrible. But I love you, Jose. Like, I, I, I don't. I feel like Agu- keeping Aguano around would be better than most people that you could go get. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah. just good for the program. It keeps a little bit of continuity in like the right ways. And like I said, everyone that's talked about him seems to love him. Like I, 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 I hope, and we'll see this Chip week. I guess Kelly. if he can be a little more. Uh, explorative and make the offense more. You fun. guys know my answer on the Chip Kelly thing. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I think with Iguano, and we've talked about this when you know Herm was still the head coach in the offseason a little bit of who we would like to see at least promoted. I think the easy answer was going to be Antonio Pierce before the NCAA investigation <laughs> resulted in that whole thing. Um, because I think that's what they wanted. I think that's what the program wanted. Yep. Um, obviously that's not the case now, but Aguano, like you mentioned, Sean, is a well-respected dude. Let's go get Billy Nate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're trans. Unlucky. Um, he's a well-respected coach. We've talked about the quote-unquote NFL factory a little bit at nauseum today, but if you look at the guys that have gone on to play in the NFL that have worn the maroon and gold over the last handful of years, the only ones, or I won't say the only ones, but the majority that have been producing are the running backs coached by Sean Aguano. You look at Eno Benjamin, Rashad White, like, and you see what he's been able to do. Obviously, a lot is Xavier Valade's talent, but Xavier Valade is a hell of a running back. Daniel Ngata is a hell of a running back. Mm-hmm. Tevin White has the potential to be a hell of a running back here. Like, I, maybe it is him. Maybe he is the future here. I mean, I guess we'll see. That's a good point, Judge. I guess we'll see this week or not, or this the rest of this season, kind of what he's capable of with this roster but i like yeah i mean i just think the biggest problem with herm ultimately was and none of the players will come out and say this most likely but like it's just it was not a guy that they really wanted to play for like he that made them want to go out and put it all on the line for him which i feel like is is can be important for a coach um I feel like Aguano might be able to get guys to do that. I also just just people in the chat keep saying it or keep saying names. Deion Sanders is never coming to coach at ASU football. He's not well, leaving. Plus, dude, like, <laughs> do we really want noise like this? I'm here Deion for Deion would be awesome. Deion would be, be fun. Be is that going to so win you games? Fun. It might. It, it might. If he can bring his son over here, because his son's a baller. Uh, but well, well, hold, pump the brakes now. I have mean, you watched his tape or you just I mean, see the numbers? I yeah. He's I not mean, very he's good. not I know he's not good, but like um yeah, Deion's Richard Sherman. I don't know what are we doing. <laughs> just just <laughs> naming names. 
Why not? David, you want to be the head football coach at ASU? That'd be electric. Can you imagine David with the headset? Chat. Well, I'm going to put this to a vote, actually. Oh, God. I'm going to put it to a What's vote, the vote out of us three. Because Chris asked this in the, in the Discord this morning. I feel like, well, I'm interested, like, who would be the head coach, who would be the coordinators. I feel like... I feel like Shane would be a DC. He would. Yeah, I could see Shane just going at it with like no pads, doing drills with defensive linemen. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> just getting in line, just barking at people. Omar behind like, me. I could, see, I could see him going like demonstrating a drill, and it's like you got to get down, put your fingers in the dirt, and just start barking at him. So Omar Norman Lot, you think Frank will tweeted Wow, him? period. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously about everything that has gone on today. Um, checking social to see if there's been. Any updates from any current or former players outside of Jalen Strong and Jordan Simone? The poll um, is in the chat now, by the way, guys. What is the poll? Who would be the best head coach out of us three? Out of us three. Yeah, best replacement. Okay. That's mine. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> don't, that's drink, mine. don't drink my water, bro. I want it. Um, I don't know, man. Press conference kicking off now. Yeah. Get some updates. We'll bring you guys some updates here. Um, it's not streamed. We do have people there that will be tweeting updates from social, so definitely check that out as well. Um, I think while we're still on the topic of potential hires, I really, I really do. I think Coach O would be electric. Yeah, um, I do have a question for you guys in the chat. Do you think that after this fire, you see an uptick in fans? Oof. It's going to be tough to measure that because we're going from an Eastern Michigan game to a Utah game. Um, but I, I I don't know like necessarily in terms of attendance, but I think you'll see an uptick in just general vibe surrounding mm -hmm. the program and how fans. I bet we see a couple really good signs against Utah. Yeah, Herminator, the Herminator. Let's see. We've got an opening statement. Uh, David, you want to get that downloaded on the computer? It's just got sent in Slack. Um, we've got some some preliminary mm -hmm. stuff. Um, a video, right? Yep. Okay. So while we get that up, um. Only plays bringing you guys live video right now. All right, I'm ending the poll, and it was tied, 33% each. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Hey, someone did say head coach, first ever head coach trio. I'm in like three headed monster. Yeah, I'm, I'll get I'll get up in somebody's shit. Hey, don't do that. Toadry's like that's fine. Sean's like keep doing that. Dude, I would be an electric offensive. I would just run out into the field and just. So Sean would be our head it. coach. I'm cool with you. You let me run the offense. Yeah, I, I would. I would definitely because that, that's the best case scenario for me. If, if you fuck up, that's what Herm. Like, that's what Herm thought. Well, no, Herm seemed like he was just like had his hands on everything. I, if you, I would just be like, listen, Tocher's calling the plays. If you don't like it, go look at that guy. Talk go to look him. at that guy. I right, do we have the do we have the video? Um, I believe we do. Um, this okay. is the opening statement from last night, and then we right. met again this morning, uh, and we determined mutually that it was appropriate for Herm at this point to step away from his duties as a head coach uh, of Sun Devil Football. We had to acknowledge that uh, there has been a pattern, uh, unfortunately, of when some of the major opportunities were presented, uh, we did not step up and perform at the level we all desire in terms of taking advantage of those opportunities. So uh, we have named as our interim for the remainder of this year, Sean Aguano. Sean is uh, very, in our opinion, deserving of this opportunity. His fellow coaches fully supportive of him, so we don't anticipate any additional staff changes. Uh, communicated uh, with President Crow on this plan, and he was fully supportive of me implementing this change at this time. And so we are looking forward to Starting the Pac-12 season, that future begins now. Very frankly, uh, our responsibility is to try to infuse new energy, new urgency into the program. Toughest day of my professional career, no question about it, to have to separate from Herm Edwards, but we've known each other a long time and we've always been very honest. We did not get it done here at the level that any of us aspire to and when it's time for change, you make the change. And so we feel like for this current team, for our future, for our staff, for our university, this is the appropriate change 
at the appropriate time. And so we're going to look to get energetic, more urgency, uh, fresh leadership is frankly the first step in this process. I'll take any questions. Turn on mute. Um, just immediate reaction from the opening statement. New energy. Yeah. Like, that's what this team needs. It needs just energy, period. Like, I just feel like that's something they've been lacking. And I am, I because I know a lot of people are split on Ray, and I have been split on Ray, but I'm kind of with AJ here. Like, you look at everything he else has done as an AD, like, he's done a pretty good job, I would say. Like, all of his hires have been the right hires, have been good hires, have performed. Obviously, the Bobby situation is a little interesting because of us, all the things that that program has had to go through. But, like... I my hope here is that Ray looks at this and he's like, well, we went that route. That's definitely not going to work again. Like, I'm just like, I just hope it's not like, well, Herm wasn't the guy. But if we get another former NFL football coach that people know, that'll work. Yeah. Like, I hope he is able to learn from this experience. I I, I like basically see all, all I really expected from that statement. Like he said what I guess I wanted him to say, like. But he didn't really say anything. I don't yeah. know. It's cool, I guess. Thanks, Ray. <laughs> what do you think, Shane? <laughs> yeah, my biggest thing is energetic, more urgency, more energetic. That's the biggest thing that came out of that. I mean, it's it's new life. It's it's. I mean, I didn't really know about. I didn't really <laughs> the the love letter to Herm kind of at the start saying it's the yeah. hardest thing about to do. Uh, the you know it does just show how much he believed in him. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm not out on Ray by any means yet. How do you guys feel about him saying that this is the toughest day of his coaching career or his his career, I guess, in general, having to part ways with Herm? I mean, it makes sense, right? Like he is a this is the biggest job he's had and football is the biggest sport and firing your head coach in the middle of the season is always going to be tough. And obviously the personal relationship he has with Herm. So it Makes sense. I can imagine that it's probably the toughest day that he's had to have. I mean, yesterday was probably also pretty hard. Um, I just, yeah, it makes sense. Like, it, it probably is. I mean, it's the toughest. It's one of the toughest days this program has had in a while. Like, firing your head coach in the middle of the season after losing to a MAC team of guys, like, is going to be difficult. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a weird time right now for for ASU fans for the athletic program to be undergoing a coaching change in the middle of the season right now. Um, obviously, Ray is going live. If you just missed it, he gave his opening statement, calling this the toughest day of his professional career, having to part ways with, I mean, his friend and um, a guy he's worked with for a long time in Herm Edwards. Said the program needs and is looking for new energy. Um, they are going to be undergoing a national search for their new head coach. It's still TBD in terms of how they're going to figure out um, the hiring firm, et cetera. Like, it's, it is, I don't know. I, I, I'm at a point where it's just like we're in the middle of the season. Like, now you have to add a coaching search to the plate. And it's, it's tough, man. I don't know. What do you, what do you think in terms of using the, what's it called? The hiring firm to explore this option. I mean, if you're one of the people that doesn't have faith in Ray, then it's probably good news to know that it's not just a, Ray's going to go through his contacts and be like, oh, this guy might be good at the job. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things where you have to see it play out. I'm going to try and keep faith in, in Ray and everything that is going on. But it's just, it's one of those, it's just with any of these situations, you kind of just have to wait and see and hope that the people that are responsible for making these decisions make the right one, which you'll only find out next year once they start playing football games. Also, yeah. I love him mentioning um, that it's going to take somebody young with energy and understanding of the quote quickly changing college football landscape something we had just talked about yeah prior to that we've got another video uh, from the press conference 
with what Ray had to say in terms of the interim coach. Um, why don't we play that video right now? I met last night and then we met again this morning uh, and we determined mutually that it was appropriate for her at this point to step away from his duties as a head coach uh, of Sun Devil Football. Um, so it looks like that was the first video. Still working to get you guys we that can, second video. We can also wait until we get the audio more clear. Yeah, 100%. Um, in terms of, like, Crow, right? And the future with Ray deciding this next hire. Likely deciding this next hire. Is this the final at-bat for him? Yeah. Like, does, I mean, he have, does he have to hit a home run here? Yeah, you can't swing and strike, swing and miss on two football coaches at this level. Uh, yeah, I mean... It's tough because if you look at the rest of the program, the rest of the athletic department and, you know, basketball makes the tournament and hockey makes the tournament, it's going to be tough to be like, he's not good at his job. But, um, yeah, I mean, if if you have a, if the second one com turns into a complete like debacle, like the Herm hire did, like I, I think he might be able to get away with hiring someone who just doesn't work out. But if you get another guy who just becomes a, a joke like Herm, then yeah, that's going to be... I don't see how he can survive that. What do you think, Shane? I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> dealing with something on the side right now. What was the question? Uh, the question <laughs> is, is this the final at-bat for Ray? Does, this, does he have to hit a home run yeah. on this next coach? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think you just can't have a fire. You can't strike out completely. Yeah. I mean, I think he can miss. And I hate it because I think Ray needs to be held accountable as well in this situation. However, given what he has done in terms of some of the other coaching hires at the university, right? Bobby, I still feel like the verdict is out. We'll see, obviously, what happens with this team. You look at what he was able to do with Trisha Ford, bringing her here. Now, obviously, she's gone at Texas A&M, but the softball program was a giant while she was here. You look at Bob Bowman, former Team USA swim coach, who is now here. Like, that's that's huge as well. You look at what golf has been able yeah. to do. I mean, even Willie Bloomquist, like, obviously that season wasn't great, but it, it seems like the program's training in the right direction and the hire that made sense. Like, yeah, he's done his job well. And you also have to look at, like, the, the peripherals of not just the on-field performance, but, like, look at... A fucking NHL hockey team is playing on ASU's campus. Yeah. Like that is not so that's something that obviously Ray is not solely responsible for, but doesn't happen if Ray doesn't put in the work to get that facility built. Like it's a like Ray has done a lot of his job right. So yeah, yeah, that's why I think I like again, I think if he has another co coach come in and it's like a debacle and there's more violations or they whatever, they lose to another Mac team at home, then like that might be it. Might be tough, but I, I like I said. I think if if they just hire a coach and it's just like oh, they've gone six and six for four straight years and it's just been mediocre, then they probably get fired and Ray probably gets to keep his job. It really it really just depends. Do you think that impacts it at all in terms of the other head coaches that Ray has hired, or is this just such a glaring problem that? Maybe all that other stuff won't matter if he does miss on this head coach. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't think he's on as hot of a seat as we think. So I don't I, I'm not sure if it if it's going to Yeah. And I also I mean it also depends what happens over like those next four or five years, whatever, what happens with the other programs, right? Like if if basketball keeps shitting the bed and they don't make a tournament the next four years and softball goes nowhere and Willie's a bust and I mean, at a certain point, hockey is going to have expectations, right? Like, they're starting to get to that point where they need to start making tournaments consistently. If that doesn't happen, then if all of that stuff and the football coaches are swinging a miss, then, yeah, he probably gets fired. But I think when you look at everything, everything else just kind of stays the course, and then the football coach is just a meh, then, yeah, I, I don't think he's on that much, of a, that much of a hot seat. What do you think that conversation? Obviously, we're not 100% sure of what was said between Ray and Michael Crow and Herm last night. What do you think at that, like at that point, do you think they knew 
that it was time or was there deeper conversations following the game that maybe they could get an idea of like, look, this isn't going to work. You were talking about like that on field conversation they had after. Yeah. I feel like there was probably a point during the game where they were losing or once they knew that they was losing and Michael and Crow and Ray were kind of just like, they probably just kind of knew. Um, it's obviously hard to know what they were going thinking, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like they just kind of, when you lose to Eastern Michigan, like I feel like they just kind of were like, yeah, this probably has run its course. And then they obviously had to have the conversation with Herm and everything, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any there's conversations they had last night. They were like they were just like after that game, they were completely on the Herm train, and then all of a sudden they had a conversation. They were like, ah, maybe this won't work out. Like I feel like they probably kind of knew where they were at once they lost to a goddamn Mac team. Yeah, what do you think? I'm reading his contract right now, actually. Herm's contract. Yeah. Okay. Um, to see if there was. Oh, there, if, <laughs> if you lose to Eastern Michigan, no, just, you're fired. Just, <laughs> lose to a non-five. There's just a lot in here, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we have the next clip, don't we? Oh, not yet. Okay. I, I know we're getting close to it. Um, we should have it here shortly for what Ray had to say in terms of the interim coach. Again, if you're joining us now, um, Herm Edwards relinquishing his job as the head coach at Arizona State, running backs coach Sean Aguano will be the interim head coach. Um, Ray Anderson, the athletic director and university vice president, is holding a press conference right now. They're going on 15 minutes so far um, as to the future of ASU football in Tempe. He's already talked about how the program needs energy, uh, potentially looking at a, a younger coach, maybe one that resonates a little bit more with the players. Um what, John? No, there was someone that's um, something that I think someone said in the comments about how when Herm was hired, the expectation was that they were a top 15 school. When, they, when a new coach gets hired here, whether it's they stay with Iguana or they hire someone outside, what do you think that expectation is for the program at that point? I think I think that's what it has to be. Still, I, think, I, think, oh, I would say top 15. Top 15 is a lofty goal. Yeah. Right? For a team that is rarely in that conversation. This team should be competitive in the Pac-12 every yeah. year. This team should be in the conversation with Utah, USC, for at least this year. Um, Oregon State now in Oregon. Like, you need to be in that same conversation every year. Yeah. And if you're not, then you need to do something different. I agree. I feel like you have to... Like, it, maybe not so much even, like, the number, but, like, I feel like y your goal when you're in the Pac-12 has to, at the very least, be a Rose Bowl. Yeah. And I feel like, unless you're in a situation like, like, Arizona's goal this year is not a Rose Bowl, right? But their goal with Jed Fish, ultimately, is probably to win a Rose Bowl. And, like, if you're in Colorado situation, that's not going to be your immediate goal. Yeah. But I think if you're a Pac-12 team, especially one in ASU situation where they've been the last couple of years, whatever, you have to think your goal has to at least be to reach a Rose Bowl, or at least be in that conversation, reach the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, 100%. I, I believe we have the next video, and this is what Ray had to say in terms of finding the next head coach at ASU. Those are going to be things to be determined because we just did that uh, today. Uh, I will certainly be involved. Don't know what the format, the structure will undertake. Uh, right now, we're focused on right now, uh, and so that uh, search will be uh, a national search. Uh, I anticipate it would be exhaustive because I know there's going to be great interest in the position. Uh, and very frankly, uh, uh, Sean Aguano uh, will have a chance to be considered depending on how the rest of the season goes. But we will be looking uh, to uh, have a fit with someone, very frankly, who is probably going to be a little more in tune with the evolving change and landscape in college athletics. Uh, I can tell you, uh, it's changing as you know rapidly, and you got to have someone who is uh, willing to take all that additional change on, because it's going to continue to change. So, you got to have that energy, that spirit, uh, and very frankly, you might have to have the youth to deal with this new breed, if you will. 
Oh my Turn god! Me up. Inject go. that into my fucking go. veins, Ray. I think he said everything that everybody yes. wanted to hear. That him. I, I think isn't that what I said when you were yeah. like, "What do you want to hear?" And I'm like, "Nothing that, that I think you would that, expect to that's hear." That's exactly what you want to hear. Younger oh coach god. fits the times, can evolve. I love how he was like, "It's evolving." If you didn't know, I think everybody knew, Ray. I think everybody <laughs> knew that it was evolving and changing, and we needed to adapt. You're the one that brought the guy here that was incapable of doing that. But again, to Ray's credit, it seems like he is, he realizes his mistake. Yeah. yeah. Like he was just like, because like, again, I think when Herm was hired, like, I don't think it was like, like, what the fuck is going on? Why is he doing Like, it was like a, a splash hire, sure. And you may be able to see problems with it when it happened. But like, I don't think everyone was unanimous. Like, this is a tr- terrible fucking mistake. Like, uh, but now is the fact that he said youth makes me excited like get a young coach and it's not it's not necessarily just a coach who was with the times now but a coach who will be able to adapt again why Nick Saban has been so successful when he started it was very different than what it is now but he has been so good because he has been able to change with the times and just accept what it is you look at someone like Dabo Sweeney and Clemson Clemson is not what they were five years ago because the landscape has changed and Dabo has refused to and they have slowly started to slide um yeah, no, he said all the right things there. I just hope he follows through with it. And now it's time to expect what you should expect from the second highest paid athletic director in the nation behind Chris Conti. Yes. Now, now it's time to turn it up to the next level. Uh, Joe puts it in the chat, and I think it's true. This, very frankly, is a great day for Arizona State. That That is true. If, it, if, if everything follows through, you will look back on this day and say, this is the day Ray, Ray Anderson realized what was wrong. And yeah. that he made a mistake and he owned up to the mistake and he fixed the problem. And if they fix this problem, we look back today. It's, this is a great fucking day. Yeah. And it yeah. should be. Well, you look at I mean, you look at what again, obviously, football is a different beast in and of itself. But the hires that Ray has made consistently across the athletic department have been good hires. Right. Like Bobby took this team, the basketball team to multiple tournaments. Something that ASU hasn't been able to do for quite some time. Worm Edwards, I like. That. You look at Charlie Turner Thorne, who obviously was here before Ray got here, but the most historic coach that any sport outside of football has ever seen for Arizona State. Like we've mentioned swim, we mentioned triathlon, we we mentioned golf. Like these are hires and these are teams that are competing and winning national championships. Mm-hmm. Triathlon doing it year in and year out. Again, football is a different beast, but like I feel like you don't make the same mistake twice here. Ray understands that. I think ASU fans are not going to let him forget it. Yeah. So, like, this is his time. Go hit a home run. Go find the next best coach to be the guy at Arizona State. Yeah. Uh, yeah Zeke Jones, Craig brings up. Yeah. I, I, I just hope that Michael Crow is also on the same page as Ray. And I, I don't think I, I, I don't think they would be on that drastic of pages if Ray is saying all this stuff, like I feel like they've had to have this conversation. Yeah. But I, I just hope that Michael Crow now understands that like, hey, we can achieve all of your academic goals or whatever it is while still putting a winning product on the yeah. field and adapting to what the rest of the athletic landscape is now. That is my bit. Because again, uh, like I've been saying, I think Crow is the biggest problem with all this. I think they're completely on the same page yeah. after what we've seen. I mean, like there's no way... They had they hadn't had an extensive conversation yeah. before the firing and before the press conference. Um, they're ready to make a change here at ASU, and it, it, it just it this next one is going to be obviously very pivotal. But it 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 can change this program. It, it really can. You you hear that with a lot of a lot of coaching hires, but this just feels a little bit different just because of how low this was. Yeah, it feels like this. It can be changed drastically because you realize how low you can get and that you are a power five school, the second and first going back and forth biggest school in the nation population wise. And you're putting out mediocre product after mediocre product on the biggest revenue sport in college sports. Yeah, this has to be a wake up call. And I think they realize that. Sean, any final thoughts on today? There's obviously a lot to break down. I mean, it's good. But like, <laughs> ultimately, time will tell, right? Like, there's, there's plenty of programs and stuff like that that have these days. They're like, we've fired our coach. Things will change now. And then they don't, right? So 
I'm excited now that that Herm has been fired or has relinquished his role, whatever you want to call it, and we can move into a new chapter of ASU football and hopefully put this behind us. Um, but time will tell. That's, yeah. that's all I can really say is time will tell. There was there was nothing that was going to help this program or change what was happening on the field aside from this action, and that's all you can that's all you can say right now, and that's all you can hope for is that things will change. Um, you know, it's hard to it's hard to let your guard down if you're an ASU fan, clearly. But I mean, all you can do is really hope yeah. with this team yeah. and it's, NCAA investigation, everything that's over its head, 100. You you still got to worry about that, as Cheerson says in the chat. But I mean, this is a big step. Yeah. 100%. The time has changed in Tempe. Um, again, Herm Edwards in the Herm train has made the final stop. Didn't realize it would end with a loss at home to Eastern Michigan, but <laughs> here we are. Thank you guys so him. much for tuning in. Obviously, this was a big show. If you enjoyed it, we're going to be going live multiple times throughout the week because there's going to be a lot of news out of Tempe surrounding ASU football, not only with the coaching search, but they do have to play a top 15 team in Utah this week. So that is going to be on the podcast as well. Give us a follow at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow Shane at Shane D. Can I just give a couple shout outs real fast? You can. Um, shout out David Rodish. Shout out David Rodish. Leaving watching football on a Sunday to come help produce our show. Shout out to you guys for getting here fast. Shout out um, Mallory. Yeah, shout out Mallory, of course, I was going to say, for being at the press conference. Um, huge getting videos for that. And then shout out all of you guys. Um, some new faces, some returning faces. We do this uh, three days U of a week faces. usually, but you, this week we'll probably be live five days. So right yep. here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, guys. And you can follow Sean DePause at Sean underscore DePause. Ready to move past the Herm Edwards saga as always. Enjoy the rest of your guys' Sunday, and we'll see you tomorrow live at 3. But for now, peace.